There is a place between mystery and terror, greed and desire, love and despair. It is a place that reaches beyond the shadows of our hopes and the desert of our deepest fears. It is the realm of the imagination, that timeless place of magic and intrigue. Look up ahead. There's a lighted house on the hill. Deep within lie the tales of mystery and wonder. Night Terror, written and produced by Sean America. Mark shivered in the hallway, nighttime, disoriented. His hands wiggled before him in the pale night, fingernails ragged and dirty. Mark got up and shuffled to the bathroom to clip them, flipping on the light switch, flinging the nail bits on the counter and gathering them up in the palm of his hand, dumping them into the toilet, watching them swirl downward as he pressed the toilet lever. He felt better watching this, deciding to brush his teeth with arm and hammer toothpaste. His reflection stared back at him, the haggard green eyes, the sickly bags lining up, the light blonde hair. Why can't I sleep? He tried, but it wouldn't come. He stared at the rafters, trying to think of nothing. Dark shadows appeared and morphed into shapes, opening and closing the rusty hinges of his mind. Night and oblivion would eventually come, and he waited for it, like a long-forgotten friend. Eight hours passed in blessed dreamless sleep. The morning came gently, like a sun-bound giant pouring through his window. The shadows of the night were forgotten, and he smelt bacon and fresh brewed coffee downstairs. Perhaps there would be some orange juice too, he thought, and some homily grits and butter and maple syrup. He showered, scrubbed his face and body, dried himself, put on some deodorant, pulled on Fruit of the Looms underwear and Levi's jeans with a fresh white dress shirt. He trumped downstairs, greeting his mother Fran with a kiss on the cheek. The house, a two-story colonial in San Francisco, with black shutters, faced a maple-lined street. They moved out of the suburbs about five years ago, away from the row houses and raucous children playing in the streets in the hot summers to this sedate, quiet neighborhood. It was breakfast now, and he had Fran all to himself. The kitchen had white painted walls with tea cabinetry. A steel monarch tea kettle whistled cheerfully. Fran took it off the gas burner. She made black milk tea for herself and Mark, with sourdough toast and the grits he loved. Nana, a four-year-old Newfoundland dog, strolled over to Mark and licked his hand. The nightmares. They're getting worse, aren't they? I think so. I'm running through a tunnel and it's dark and something terrible is chasing me. I never get to the end. Suddenly I'm awake, in the living room, covered in sweat, realizing finally where I am. I'm worried you hurt yourself. 
trip down the stairs and crack your head open. We need to get you in to see Dr. Malkovich. He'll know what to do. Yes, Mother. I think that's what I need. Mark looked up at her. She was tall, blonde, slender with green eyes. She had an intelligent face and slender hands. She was quite beautiful. Why haven't you drawn anything lately? I like it when you draw things. Fran paused a moment and thought. Her eyes seemed far away for a moment, and then they locked on his. I'm not sure. The wind just hasn't caught me. Perhaps I could draw you? You've grown quite a bit since the last time. Mark smiled, that innocent smile of his. Nana barked in approval. Yes, I'd like that, Mom. Something that could hang up on my wall. I've got lots of space to put something up. Okay, then. Do you want me to draw your portrait? Mark smiled. What else would he be doing? It was Saturday, and he could do what he wished. It was a brilliant day in San Francisco, California, and he sat in the leather recliner so the light would strike his profile. He got up from the drawing session and looked at the portrait. It was him, all right, in a lounging pose with the large, languid eyes. He rolled it up, intending to frame it later on, and crept up to his room. The day wore on, and Mark lay reclined in his bed, thumbing idly through a book. It was a collection of poems by Wallace Stevens. A line struck out to him. The only emperor is the emperor of ice cream. Whatever could it mean? It means she's dead. Dead as a doornail. An impish boy sat in Mark's reading chair. He wore a black leather jacket, festooned with zippers. His hair was greased up in a pompadour, and he smoked a Paul Mall cigarette. He gave an air of perhaps chaos or oblivion, but at the moment, he was smiling at him. Who the hell are you? And what are you doing in my room? Why, I'm Peter Pan, the original Lost Boy, (laughs) at your service. As to what I'm doing here, well... He spoke the last sentence with an air of exaggerated theatricality, swirling his cigarette as he did so. So, I'm dreaming this. Dream? Awake? What's the difference? Every day is a dream. Every night, a nightmare. At least for you it is. The impish boy in the leather jacket smiled at him, a grin verging on a sneer. You know, I could make those night terrors go away if you wanted me to. All I'd need to do is snap my finger. Hand floated off the ground and he reclined lazily, looking happily at Mark. Hand positively glowed, hovering in pixie dust. Tinkerbell wafted in, her translucent wings glowing in the night. She had large blue eyes and blonde hair in a ponytail. She stared at Mark, her hands on her hips. Looks all right. Really quite nice looking. Handsome even. Tink looked in Mark's left ear canal. Look at his brains, boss. Just average. I mean, he's no Einstein or Julius Caesar. 
And what are all these books? Tinkerbell pulled book after book from Mark's ear. The books were the size of a dime, but cartoonishly expanded as she threw them to the floor. Poe? Heinlein? Lovecraft? Dickens? King? Ew! Shakespeare? Bradbury? Tolkien? Ugh! What a bore! What do you see in the gangly professor here? It's not his head I'm after, Snookums. It's his heart. Ah, his heart. Tink flew into Mark's chest. She saw his heart beating from within, pulsing blood to his muscles and organs. It had a strange golden glow she didn't quite like. She flew out, glaring at Mark, her hands on her hips again. Oh, I get it. He's got a heart of gold. You got it, dear. Should I sprinkle him? Yes, Tink. Hit him with the good stuff. Tink took out a small vial labeled special stuff and dusted Mark's head with a majestic blue hue of sparks. Mark rose off the ground. Fairy people appeared in the mist of magic, smoking their pipes and drinking honeydew. Mark rose slowly into the air. He began wading like he was swimming in an invisible sea. Look at me! I'm flying! I'm flying! Look! He's really flying! Mark soared around the room, circling Peter and Tink in a whirlwind of light. Welcome! Welcome, oh favored one! You're one of us now! Hand shadow bent over in a hyena floor and soared around the room, fluttering, dancing, and leaping. Am I awake or in a dream? Peter Pan is just a story I read as a kid. Magic and fairies don't exist. Um, at least that's what I've heard. Pan looked at him with subtle amusement. How do you know magic and fairies don't exist, huh? Is that what your scientists tell you these days? 
Why would we show ourselves when you blunderbums refuse to believe? Well, well, well. They have their magic, and I have mine. You're awake. It's 10 o'clock at night, by your time. Listen, your mom is making tea downstairs. English breakfast with some milk. Mark focused his ears towards the subtle noises emanating from downstairs and confirmed Anne. How do you know so much about me? I've been watching you for quite some time now. <laughs> Scoping out the scene. Looking for the right boy. <laughs> You've had night terrors for two years. Screaming in terror. <laughs> Running deep in the velvet night. Trumping down the stairs in your sleep. Dangerous. One false step on that stairwell and, well... <laughs> What do you want? I am in need of a commander in my war. You see, we lost boys have been fighting the pirates in Never Never Land for over 30 years now. We kill some of them. They kill some of us. They strike our camp. We strike theirs. A never-ending tit for tat. I'm going to end this war and I need some help. Some C4 explosives and some AK-47s should do the trick. We blow up all of their pirate ships. Boom, boom, boom. And mow down the stragglers in a hot spray of angry bullets. Night Terror. Episode 1, starring Somera Trujillo as Peter Pan and Tinkerbell, Martin Miles as Mark and Dr. Malkovich, Karen America as Fran. I would also like to thank Darren America, co-writer on this series. I'd like to thank Karen America, tech consultant on this series. I would like to thank all of you who participated in this series. Thanks to you all. Have you enjoyed listening to Tales of Mystery and Wonder? Then consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcast platform. This will help us spread the word and create great content in the future. Thanks for listening.